here we are. Yeah. <sighs> well, it, it's been a little uh, while since we did any of these. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, a, been a day or two. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we. This is the start of the start of more of these, and we'll be hopefully coming back to this um, a bit more. Yeah, unfortunately, right now, not doing a whole lot out here. Yeah, yeah, which uh, rather perfectly leads us on to um, what I'd hope to discuss today, which is sort of the state of the game, um, and the reason why you currently find yourself not doing an enormous amount right now. Yeah, it's not like this game has always been uh, bug-free or something like that uh, leading up to now. It's just a case of right now, uh, similar to what we saw last season, uh, releasing the, the from the TTS to the full patch just prior to a season. I think now the, uh, the pro players are being a lot more vigilant about bugs that are game-breaking and making sure that uh, that's not the case, which of course they are definitely finding those. And I think rather than discovering those through playing uh, the actual public matches, they're discovering them earlier. And I mean, I actually got to credit Ubisoft to being a lot more responsive now to yeah. the, uh, I mean, a lot of people blame Ubisoft, but also mm, they're being more responsive course. to the bugs and delaying these uh, matches because they're seeing the problems that the pro league players are having. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily realize part of the reason that I think the uh, the season started uh, for LATAM at least, you know, where we had the mm -hmm. one match was because the issues that were coming up seemed inconsistent, and there was a lot of people saying that maybe they were gone. Yeah. Um, uh, and because of that, I think uh, Ubisoft, I think, have a lot of difficulty replicating the bugs that are reported by pro players because they're not always 100% bugs, and pro players often are encountering them in scribs and things that they're not necessarily recording, uh, which you know, there's whole ethics and stuff revolving around recording scrims anyways but they uh because of that they're unable to always provide direct instructions or uh easy to replicate uh, situations for ubisoft and in that case they may declare okay the bug's fixed we fixed it in our patch the hotfix is good we're ready to go and unfortunately for latham that didn't really work out the yeah. way they had hoped but uh i think we did see visually during that match or a couple of those matches that there definitely still is some, uh, in this case, game-breaking bugs, whereas opposed to this game always has bugs, it's just a question of do they affect matches to the level of, hey, I can't hear someone planting, hey, thermite doesn't work, uh, rubber banding through holes, those kinds of things. Mm. Definitely. Um, it's, I definitely agree with, like, we're prone, we're very prone, like as a community, as, um, individuals to blaming Ubisoft for these sorts of things um, and a lot of that uh, seems to be because of these really tight time schedules do you think there needs to be more sort of a longer time going through uh, to making these patches live because they are like we've already seen as you said like this very reactive um, sort of response sort of they realized they stopped Pro League and um, said, look, we'll push it back and we'll fix the problem. Um, yeah, this is at a time where a lot of, there's quite a lot of people asking, oh, can we have an Operation Health 2? <laughs> um, and that's something that sort of, you know, last time uh, we had a similar situation, we just sort of crammed everything. Everything was sort of short, pushed back a little bit, 
and then everything was crammed in. Um, but this is a much larger amount of time. Do you think this is Ubisoft getting better or sort of in reacting to these things? I think you have to consider kind of the evolution of Ubisoft and the game because the game itself has actually helped reshape a lot of parts of Ubisoft itself kind of inside out. So the transition from being a company that does everything like years ahead, plans mm -hmm. years ahead, budget-wise as well. I mean, the larger the company is, the more they have to plan ahead because of budgeting reasons. And it's a financial thing, not necessarily a game design thing or just a pre-production sort of thing. So they've had to shift over time from being a company that plans years ahead. I mean, they've even talked about how far ahead the operators are planned and tested and attempted mm -hmm. and sometimes abandoned for later till they can come up with a better design. Yeah. So because they've shifted over time in terms of their level of responsiveness to trying to be more responsive, but as a company, they were not well equipped for that necessarily. They have a lot of things they have to do uh, still far ahead of time. And we see that in the case of uh, a lot of times when pros will test the operators seemingly early and give feedback, as in the case for, you know, with Lion, if you ask a lot of pros, they will tell you the story of, yeah, we told them Lion was a bad idea, but they, were, they said, okay, it's too late. To ship anything and so the problem is you have this issue where a lot of pros are, are wanting to say we want to test things earlier but uh i think you have to understand the complications of the engine itself and the difficulty in programming an operator leaves them unable to uh allow, have an operator testable until they've done a good amount of the design mm -hmm. and preparation already unless they're using a lot of the existing mechanics of the game they're having to build a lot of new mechanics into the code which makes it much harder to uh play test an operator earlier to say okay you can try out this idea and i'm sure they'll have hacks where they'll kind of build on some of the existing mechanics and they've, they've talked about that a little bit before where they kind of sort of uh you know macgyver together uh an operator's sort of effect off of a few different things but without that ability to test that early by the time most most testing happens outside of the qa department it is going to be too late and i think the tts is a perfect demonstration of that where a, a lot of the bugs that exist right now that were, were game breaking mm. were reported in the TTS, but the TTS is is uh, is more like the, the time too time too soon server. It's it's too late at that point to fix a lot of those bugs prior to release, despite the fact that that's technically what it should be for. The the interesting thing about the TTS versus the live that I think isn't really uh, you know really well highlighted is the fact that there is the ability to submit bug fix or bug issues to the TTS and there isn't that same system for live and I mm -hmm. think there absolutely should be so uh, obviously the number one thing that they could do to help fix this game is provide a place for people who can provide videos demonstrating exactly how to replicate a bug to Ubisoft yeah. and, and, a, and a clear escalation path for that directly to the right people to be able to at least get those into whatever issue tracking system they're using, whether it's something like Jira or I'm not sure what they're using, maybe something uh, more enterprisey. But those need to be into a bug tracking system that, that escalates issues that are easily replicatable, much more than issues that are vague. Because as a, as a game developer myself, I've done a lot of game live game development. In fact, the game I worked on, I had to patch every single week. So I definitely have learned the value of 100% replicatability. If you can 100% replicate a bug, it, it is about as easy a bug to fix as possible because as a developer, you know exactly when you fixed it rather than saying, I think we fixed it. And I think that right there, if they could get that proper escalation path and if people 
we're able to provide the correct uh, things. And, and that might be just something they really tap on the pros better for, which I noticed since the latest delay, uh, pros have been actually submitting a lot more uh, of that sort of thing to them. If we can build on top of that, this game won't need an operation health if we can really help the developers to be able to fix these bugs more consistently. And also it's up to developers to not accidentally roll back some of those bugs. Yes. Yeah, because obviously um, we've seen a couple of sort of returns of bugs that have um, maybe not necessarily been like constant, but sort of every now and then they suddenly surface. Uh, we saw that with some of the Blitz, um, the Blitz and Jaeger Shield issues, um, especially Jaeger Shield. Um, it came onto a couple of other operators a little bit after and Enzo has briefly disappeared. Hopefully he'll be returning momentarily and he's back. Wonderful. <laughs> um, rolling back, like sort of reintroducing bugs has unfortunately been a bit of a sort of side effect. And, you know, you've presumably got however much code and you get situations that um, they get almost reintroduce, reintroduced because you don't know, you can't even conceive how everything's going to interact with everything. Um, but it's... Is, do you think, would you agree with uh, that it's sort of increasingly the responsibility of the pros to almost be part of the development team or the um, sort of, main, I'm not sure whether maintenance is the right word, but like constantly be contributing. Okay, so this bug we ran into last night in a scrim, right? Here's the clip, send it straight up um, because their ability to play is directly related to the health of the game. So are they responsible as well for the health of the game? I mean, I think it's not necessarily a case of responsibility so much as uh, if it's a big problem for you and your livelihood, I would, I would think that's enough motivation to say uh, we can be a bigger part of the solution. Mm. Um, and, and the pros themselves aren't necessarily, I don't think, uh, whiners or haters, they will come yeah. across that way if they're having a lot of problems because, as I said, it affects their livelihood. And in doing so, of course, that makes things difficult for them. But the way they can make it easier for themselves is to make it easier for Ubisoft. And that's not a, oh, you know, Ubisoft's lazy. That's a game development, especially on the scale, is very difficult mm -hmm. to not have a lot of issues. And the better that you can replicate inconsistent issues for them, the better you can assure that those don't happen. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, too, if the issue is happening more consistently for you and being more of a problem, then that should be easier for you to provide that for them. If it's random and happens almost never, then guess what? It's not that big a problem for you anyway. So, yeah, it, you know, it sort of lines up in that way of like, if it's a big problem for you, uh, provide that. The big, the big issue we have, though, is not everyone can provide that level of video. So, for example, something like Shadowplay is great in the sense of you have the, the sort of five minute rollback, rollback sort of system where you can mm -hmm. say, oh, I hit Alt F10. Boom, you got the last five minutes. Ubisoft doesn't have to watch a 20-minute thing. Unfortunately, there may be things that, that are much, much earlier than five minutes that cause the issue, but that's still better than nothing. But not everyone can provide that. Not everyone has the video card for Shadowplay. Not everyone has the level of performance on their PC, especially LATAM, where they can provide that. So there, there are a lot of things like that where they can't necessarily provide that. But I think it is, for them, worth considering uh, trying to do a better job with mm. that if they can. And you know what, honestly, if if it comes down to uh, pros that are running into constant issues not being able to do that, 
tap on Ubisoft, say, can you provide me a better video card? Like, can, yeah. can you help me help you? Yeah. Things like that, where that's a very small investment for Ubisoft financially, but a very large return if they can actually help those bugs be replicated. And I think just establishing a better overall thing, and that's that's been the theme of a lot of these uh, issues in the turnarounds from Ubisoft is saying, okay, we're going to improve our process. We're going to do things for our process. And I think, again, that is where it needs to be targeted at, saying, please help us help you. And, and the, the hard part for them, though, is opening up too much. They have to separate the noise from the useful stuff. Tapping on the pros does separate a lot of the noise out because the pros are not going to submit necessarily a lot of bad stuff, as opposed to the TTS, which also may have a lot of junk. You might say, oh, everyone submitted this bug on the TTS, but if everyone's submitting bugs over really dumb things that aren't bugs, it might get lost in the noise. Yeah. And having a bit of priority based off of who's submitting the bugs definitely can help mm-hmm. make sure the QA department sees those. We don't really know how the QA department works, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the thing to remember as well is that this is a multiplayer game, and I think a lot of the bugs depend a lot more on the multiplayer facet than we want to admit. And I think a lot of it's so a lot of the more recent bugs, for example, don't necessarily replicate to every client. So you will get people that can uh, hear the diffuser or can see through the wall, but not others that can. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's been a constant issue through this game is things, uh, whether, whether it be desyncing or something that feels like desyncing, just the lack of proper multiplayer replication is it, it's always a really, really difficult issue in multiplayer. And as the code base gets more complex, the chance of a client being a mismatch from the server in some aspect or some piece of information being missed or lost grows. If the QA department, for example, is not using the same servers or the same services or the same scale, they might not be able to run into those same issues. Ubisoft may be like, we can't replicate this issue. Well, if you're not trying it on the same uh, platforms or the same uh, like servers and things like that, you may not be able to replicate it. Mm-hmm. I think it is it is a difficult QA process, and I think they may have to expand QA. They may have to constantly tap into a, a more broad TTS system to be able to pull this information in. And I know it's difficult, but it's the case of, well, this game is going to go through these growing pains, and hopefully we can dodge an Operation Health too, and just mm-hmm. be Operation improve our processes too. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you have constant sort of... Uh... You're constantly trying to maintain things and um, run the like, make those um, sort of smaller patches, smaller bug fixes um, as you go throughout the season. As sort of oh, constant little maintenance updates, those sorts of things. Um, you know, we see a lot of other competitive esports. Um, Dota's a really good example. At one point, it was having a patch every single two, like every two weeks. Um, if something seems broken or there's a bug in that game it's patched within sometimes within 24 hours uh, especially for sort of game breaking stuff like uh, be, uh, being able to get into positions you're not supposed to be able to in the map um, uh, that is one of the great uh, it, it's interesting it's one of the things where there are obviously spots which you're not aren't designed into the game but are like commonplace by climbing in certain ways and stuff and then there are spots where you're not actually supposed to be between the two parts of a wall for example um and it's that's obviously like that's one of those things where you're it's hard to design against as well presumably i don't know an enormous amount about how like the game is developed but um 
uh, it's it must be incredibly challenging to try and future sort of see what is going to be a problem um, and like prevent against that. Um, so we've got the we've got this uh, situation now where because of the the game um, in its current state, UV's taking the time to try and fix it out. But Pro League's delayed. So are qualifiers. Uh, so is Challenger. Uh, qualifiers for both Invitational and Challenger League, as I understand. Um, and this raises a couple of points. Well, I suppose directions for conversation here. One, USN is being played at the moment on old build. As I... I th it's not on the current is it on the current build i swear I so, heard so there was there was a, a confusion question about that but mm. you can verify that at the very least uh mute has smg 11 and uh sophia's charges have changed so uh most of the time lands are played on a land build um that is not always the case with smaller tournaments like dream hacks are played on mm. the live build because ubisoft is not there to provide a uh, a land build I believe I would imagine at least some of Ubisoft is at uh, USN, yeah. but I don't know as I'm not there myself. I have no way to verify whether or not they're on a land build. I suppose you could probably ask uh, Intero as he would would likely yeah. know, um, and I don't think that's something that's like a, a secret that he wouldn't be able to reveal or something yeah. like that. But I do believe it, it is played on a current build. The upside, of course, is we haven't seen uh, a lot of issues, and it may be a case that is a special land build. Um, yeah. The upside of playing land is the scale issue that I mentioned earlier in terms of the servers. So yeah. because they're not playing on the live public servers, if mm -hmm. they're playing on a land build, even if it is the current build, they may be uh, running into far less issues because of that scale. Now, uh, I know Microsoft Azure is the server they've been using for a while, and you know that that probably has its own pros and cons, and those may be so, you know stuff that uh, replicates into issues that were you know it, it may have good pros in terms of scaling, but it may have uh, downsides as well in terms of issues with uh, reliability in certain aspects. I'm not I'm not familiar enough with Azure to know. But if you're playing a land build, you may not run on those issues. And USN may be demonstrating in itself that server-side, uh, scale-wise or Azure-wise, could be part of the issue. Um, as, for example, you ask a lot of the pros, we noticed when the patch first hit, mm -hmm. a lot of the issues were much stronger and then as the number of players died down, the issues seemed to uh, die down a little bit. I was hoping during Pro League less people would be playing because they'd be watching, and that might reduce the impact on the servers. But I think that the reduction in number of players during a Pro League is going to be far less than the number of uh, people playing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the difference when, when a new patch comes out, because a lot mm -hmm. of people will jump on to play the new patch. So. I think that may be demonstrating in itself. If we're not seeing those issues happen on the USN, and I, I would ask the teams, of course, because keep in mind the spectator and the casters are only going to cast a very yeah. small or catch a small minority of those bugs happening, but they tr do try and highlight them uh, whenever mm. possible so that we know that this is going on. I, I think mm. that is going to be something that uh, we have to pay attention to. Is is it a server related issue? Because it seems to be, uh, especially when you come to things like rubber banding. So. Mm uh hopefully this is something we can address and i was thinking about it when we were talking what would be amazing to have and and i know again this would create a lot of noise but potentially the data people could help with this is if in game there was a report an issue button so let's say an issue happens you're likely to die from it otherwise you wouldn't care as much 
And in that case, you are dead and can then take the time to hit a button or you know a menu item, say report an issue, and then it just comes up with a box that says, please describe the issue in as much detail as possible. You do so, and then that flags something in, uh, you know, I know they have a lot of analytics for the game tracking stuff. Hopefully if they set this up properly, that can then have a session capture where it says, okay, attached to this, all the data we captured mm -hmm. of that session from that player as well as the other players, as well as the server. So then we have data. And if they can see that issue multiple times, it should be easy to see the correlations in data. Now that won't capture everything. It won't capture like, oh, was lag a cause of that issue? Things like that. Mm. But maybe that might be something that prevents a lot of people from having to upload video. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm not sure whether it's client side or not. Going back back to Dota here as a reference point, um, but Dota, uh, I'm pretty sure records all of the matches, and like you can search match IDs and see the whole like gameplay stuff and discuss this before. And it would be it would like about whether or not it's good for players and teams and analysis. It would be interesting if that sh shadow play was built into the client so that you could press report report an issue and it just sends that the all of the analytics uh, from the last five minutes along with video feed as a clip and it's uploaded that's it um, and the, I th it's an interesting thing where I feel as soon as you require people to write things the potential for it being done especially like from a casual player like someone that's or like a casual ranked player might be less inclined to do that because it's, oh, it's effort um, it's one of those things where you have to sort of design it to be as easy as possible to get like as much but you could also end up with this issue you've already discussed about noise like so much stuff oh we've put an issue and it's just the fact that that person peaked them faster yeah, you probably don't want the average casual player submitting. The, I mean, and you can separate those as well. The more the more uh, detail you get on a report, the more likely it is to be uh, a useful report as yeah. opposed to ones that just are submitted with no description. But the ones that are submitted with no description become a data point um, in, the, in the sense that if you need to look for, uh, you know, that issue, like let's say they can search uh, all of the issues in terms of like when they happened or... I mean, they have a lot of data people. This really shouldn't be something they can't brainstorm in terms of how do we then use all the uh, noise ones as data points that we can call back to and then separate out the ones that are not useful and find the ones that might provide a hint of something we can look into more. But they also have limited time. You know, there's gonna be, they can't address everything immediately. And also speaking of addressing things, I do wanna address the chat as well. Just so you know, we, we are not ignoring you guys. Um, mm. Uh, in, in regards to, do we know whether or not they're using the same server stack? No idea. But I would imagine internally, they're probably not using the Azure servers unless they have some private stuff set up. So it's hard to say uh, what exactly they'd be using. Obviously, I don't work at Ubisoft. I can't uh, address that directly, but I would imagine there are differences between what players are playing on and probably even what QA is playing on, uh, regardless, because we're not playing on QA's servers. So I think that's kind of a given. Um, uh, what else is, is being addressed in terms of uh, land not having the netcode in it is is probably uh, whether or not it has the netcode in it. That that may be something that matters, but it's not going to be uh, playing the same way as being on the netcode. Um, and that's something that you have to uh, factor in is that it, it's not going to deal with the same issues. In terms of even lag, we've had uh, 
you know, I, I'm sure not everyone knows this, but there was there was one land that had to be played online because the land build was not prepared to be able to be played on land as fast as it was because their testing environment at Ubisoft did not properly accommodate for the testing speed or for the speed that land is played on. And therefore the issues did not appear at Ubisoft. I believe that's been since addressed, but it was just one of those small things that you can't necessarily, or you can prepare for, but only if you think of it, you know? And so as time goes on, we do improve those things, but because of any small difference can be the difference that makes the difference. And I do think Ubisoft is at least somewhat aware that there could be issues. And I have, I've directly mentioned Ubisoft, whether or not they listen to me, I don't know, that I do believe that these are the kinds of issues that are coming up and that may or may not be something that they've considered or ruled out or factored in, but mm-hmm. it is definitely something they, they absolutely could be aware of in terms of uh, net code or server issues being a big factor in this because that has been mentioned to them by both myself and other players. Have we talked about the something by already? If it could, will change anything. I we haven't talked that. about it, um, and I don't know whether or not it will change anything. What is? What I I think uh, Natchebret is i i three d dot net by already. Um. Is that? I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that either. So um, we definitely have not talked about it. So, because we don't uh, know what it is. It's clearly something that I'll have to look up and uh, yeah. form an opinion on after the, uh, after we finish here. Um, Save that for the next one. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, with all of these things, uh, I mentioned things have been delayed. Um, uh, it's a former big server provider for the Netherlands. Definitely, we'll have to come back to that. Um, uh, yeah. Well, definitely, yeah, we'll have to look into that. That's yeah, um, very significant. Uh, but the delay. So, come January, I'm anticipating something of, of a very challenging schedule. Yeah, we're referring to it at this point. I think is super January. Wonderful. <laughs> that 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 makes it sort of that separates it from the super weeks, which were what the, it was only three weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I think at this point I'm not sure exactly how many super weeks would be required to meet the schedule in terms of invitational. Pretty much being a set in stones thing, wall we were going to hit against. Uh, so I think, unfortunately, I, I imagine we may hit other delays as well. And I don't mm. imagine everything to be fixed immediately. So I think we're going to have to be very, very aggressive. And I don't think uh, there's an easy solution mm-hmm. at this point. We may even have to bring on additional casters. We may have to bring on additional streams. I don't know what the solution will be at this point. But as it gets uh, further and further backed up, it does become more difficult because it's not just uh, Pro League. It's also Challenger League qualifiers and uh, six invitational qualifiers yeah. that then also become an issue. So. I do expect uh, there to be a lot to watch in January, at the very least. So I I, I imagine viewership might actually be strained, unfortunately, uh, this this half of the season, at least. It is going to be difficult to keep up with everything. Mm. And hopefully CGG, plug, plug, can help with that. Uh, So hopefully with all the people that are uh, trying to, you know, capture as much as possible, that maybe CGG as well as VODs 
can help address yeah. uh, January. But yeah, that is definitely going to be a very, very backed up month in terms of we have a lot to do, especially as casters. We're gonna be yes. we're gonna be busy. Yes, but luckily they are they are thinking about that. They're not trying to kill us. Mm. So there's definitely uh, you know do we bring on additional mm. casters? As you can see from USN and other events, thankfully the talent pool is growing. Mm. We have a large number of people, and I, I have to say I've even been impressed with uh, Veli, who was coming from Gears of War. He he definitely has done his homework coming into this, and it just goes to show you there are talents like Blue as well coming from other games that can also provide their their experience. Um, you know, I, I imagine it'll take time to catch up on the knowledge, but both Milos and Nintero came in uh, with less knowledge as well and managed to catch up very quickly uh, and have done a good job in getting to that point as well. So I, I think there is a good opportunity for this to actually help grow uh, the talent base of the game, despite being not the most fun experience for everyone. Yeah. It's... It could uh, it could prove to be a massive opportunity for some people, um, I think. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I foresee myself not sleeping lots of amount during January, uh, <laughs> with the way we do coverage here at CCG, um, and hopefully it's going to give us a lot of opportunity um, to do sort of even more and <laughs> uh, save you all some work as well um we'll do we'll try and do our bit obviously <laughs> um and you know it gives us um it might give us an opportunity to try some new things as well um it's i don't know what what additionally could be done to sort of alleviate things on our end it's an interesting question um Lights, the stats, anything mm. that can kind of collate stuff so people don't have to manually watch every yeah. single you know match or have to fast forward through them. Anything that can be done to capture what is important from that match, I think will help people at least stay up to date, especially weekly recaps. And maybe that's something me and you can mm. help address as well. Um, I think that those things will be helpful mm -hmm. to people that just, hey, guess what? I have a life outside of watching Siege please help me stay up to date <laughs> with everything that's going on because yeah. you know even things like roster changes and stuff will be hard to keep up with during all that well i mean chat keep your eyes peeled chef and enzo are going to be doing uh <laughs> weekly recaps now yeah. um there would definitely well, be something yeah something speaking of all that that we probably shouldn't run too far over the beginning of usn here exactly. um i did want to give a shout out to spleck from cgg who has been doing a great job as he had done in the previous event providing stats and the pop-ups and things like that for the event. So make sure to, to catch those. When you see those pop up, if you weren't familiar, those are from Spleck, CGG, uh, our fearless leader over there, yes. doing his best to provide a lot of real-time stats. And I think mm. uh, I'm really, really happy to see that partnership growing because it's something I was afraid would never happen. Yeah. And, and I think it's definitely growing as well. Who knows, maybe this sort of thing will also become a part of future stuff because I know there is interest in weekly mm. recap shows, things like that. And I think uh, everyone yeah. at CGG doing a fantastic job of pre-shows and post-shows. And I, I know I'm not always here for these, so I just wanted to give a shout out now that I think you and everyone else doing a fantastic job. And uh, I love you guys, I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys making me consider not even renewing BreachingSiege.com at this point, because what's the point? You're doing such a fantastic job. There's nothing for me to do. So big shout out for that. Well, thank you. Thank you, Emzo, for being our favorite caster in CGG. 
I just hope that nobody else <laughs> take, takes we, that. We know as, Intero, yeah. I know Intero is your favorite caster, but I appreciate it. Oh, I don't know. Like you know, the analysis you're able to deliver. It, this, everyone has their benefits, their perks. I love <laughs> yeah. everyone equally. Everyone, everyone doesn't have a level of dad jokes, so got something. Exactly. There. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I don't know. I was. Um. You mentioned. Uh, Blue. I was really impressed with Blue. Yeah, he's That's doing a great I job. Think, I think. Um, I think they're all doing a great job, and and as you mentioned, they all have their pros and cons. And as yeah. some people mentioned on the Reddit, I think some people are doing a great job of growing. Yes. And something to keep in mind is is caster duos have to sometimes take a while to find their groove or their synergy. Mm. But I think a lot of the professionalism coming from people, like I said, coming from other casting experiences, that does help speed that up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, um, and it gives a, it gives a gives new insight. Um, people look at things slightly differently, and uh, sometimes that's they they come up with sort of viewpoints that we aren't used to as spectators, and it makes us think differently about certain things. Um, I do worry about Veli uh, copying me on those dad jokes. That that Owen Seven that was in the old Yeller joke. I, he's. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to study under him. Or maybe maybe he's stolen your uh, your little playbook of dad jokes. Yeah. No, it's fine. I'll cast with him then. Yeah. We'll do it up. The dad jokes. That would that would actually be. There might be too many dad jokes though. Who knows? Is there such a thing? Is there such a thing? That's an even better question. Yeah. Um, Anyways, we we probably yeah, better exactly. wrap this up just because, was... uh, like I said, I don't want to run too far over USN, but I appreciate anyone who took the time to stop. And, uh, and I hope you guys enjoy USN. Keep an eye out for those bugs. And if you don't see mm. them, maybe we're a little bit right in terms of uh, servers yeah. or the land build. But either way, do what you can to help Ubisoft is the, uh, the important thing here. Because you mm. help them help you uh, when you're on the TTS. Submit whatever you can. Let people know. And, and hey, if you have videos that are really good, pass them along to me. And I'll pass them to Ubisoft if you have to. Escalate them through people that might be able to escalate them better. I will happily do that if they will help them fix the bug. So, I think that's all from us on the debrief. Um, you've been watching myself, Shevla, and the wonderful and hilarious dad joke connoisseur, Emzo. Pleasure as always. <laughs> uh, until next time, this has been Debrief, episode 13.